to another episode of That's a Wrap Podcast. I am your co-host, Jay Rosales. Guys, we are two wins away from lifting the Larry O'Brien trophy. Can you How feel do it? you guys feel? Can you feel it, boys? Can you smell it? I can it? almost, I can can almost you... touch it. Ooh. Well, one way to look at this, it's two more wins against the Warriors. They might have Clay back. They might have KD back. A lot of this is a little worrisome, but think of it this way, and it makes it even sweeter. Two wins out of four games. If we basically win a 50% odds of the next couple of games, like if we go two and two, we still win. Yeah. I mean, and, and like going into this, you know, the, the Raptors were justifiably uh, the, the slight underdogs. But you know what? Uh, I said it to you guys before we, we jumped on the pod. This team probably cannot defeat a fully healthy Warriors team four times out of seven, but they probably can once or twice. Mm-hmm. And I think we're in prime position now to, oh my gosh, I'm saying the words, we could win the freaking title. <laughs> crazy. Okay, okay. So let's not do, let's not go too crazy. One thing now. at a time. Yeah, one thing at a time. One game at a time. I feel like every single win or every single loss that happens in the finals is always such a new emotion to feel because we've never been here before. So, uh, I mean, g- give us a break, fans. Give us the break, uh, audience. I, we're as shocked as you guys. We don't really know what to feel because this is a podcast by fans four fans we're with you we're it, we're at jurassic park with you guys we're in the living room with you that sounds a little creepy but we're yeah, there it's <laughs> a little creepy but we're there with you guys and this is incredible as much as we want to feel that larry o'brien we got to chill still two more games left yeah jay let's talk still about two the more numbers games left. there's so 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 many good numbers from here i really i don't know which one to pick from um I'm actually going to go a little bit off here, uh, and I'm going to go with 29. That's the number of assists from the Raptors. Nice. Now, uh, we we came out firing in game one, had 25 assists, which is higher than our playoff average, drilling 13 triples in that game one, and then we slumped down in game two, uh, almost across the board. Great bounce back with those 29 assists. They did lead to 17 three-pointers. That's amazing. Wow. So uh, very happy with the ball movement on this uh, amazing Game 3 victory. So that's my, my first number. Um, moving on to uh, the next, and that is 17. 17 doesn't sound like it's a lot. It's the number of points by Marc Gasol. But the reason why I bring that number is Marc Gasol had the least amount of points of all five starters. And that's 17 <laughs> points. <laughs> that's crazy. That this is, is unusual. It's unusual, and that's that's what we saw in game one. What we saw in game one is it wasn't just the Kawhi show. It mm-hmm. was everyone else stepping up and yeah. multiple guys in double figures, and this is what we saw in game three. Gasol, 17 points. Danny Green, welcome back. Six triples, 18 he was just, points. He was just waiting for the finals, man. It, that's all, right? That's all. I mean, we, we said this multiple times during various pods, during the conference finals, and even the conference semifinals. We were just saying, we're, he'll, we'll, he will get out of this. He's a veteran. He will. The shots will start falling. So um, very happy for him. Mm-hmm. Another solid game uh, from beyond the arc. Uh, 18 from Siakam. He was taking it to 
everyone except for Draymond. And this is something that uh, I'm hoping that you, Jay, will, will talk about. Uh, again, I, I know we, we're trying to pick three positives out of here, but I don't know if this will be one of them because there's so many. But I really like the fact that Siakam, once he saw those mismatches, once he saw Jurebko on yes, him, yes. boom, he was going for it. Once uh, Kawhi saw McKinney on him, boom, he went for it. Like This was an aggressive squad that took advantage of the mismatches, took advantage of a Warriors team that was depleted. And this is what you do. You don't let them hang around. And the second the Raptors got that first double-digit lead, which was at about the five-minute mark of the first quarter, they basically held on for the rest of the game. It never mm-hmm. got lower than, I believe, four was the closest they got. Yeah, but the, yeah. like depleted or not, I mean, it, getting a win uh, in the playoffs at the Oracle Arena is already right. a feat in itself. Every single time Oof. when those drums were banging and the crowd was standing on their feet, somebody came with a big play, whether it be Lowry, Fred, Fred Van Vliet, Kawhi, like they were rel- waiting for those moments. They relished that for, uh, for those. It was it was just incredible to watch how every time you just hear that collective sigh of "ah oh, crap" <laughs> when they hit yeah. a big shot. It was so great to watch. And and you you brought it up right there. You mentioned two of the guys that are going to make up my final number. And that final number is fifty three points. That's the combined number of points between Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard. Hot damn! Like we are this close to winning the title because of these two. Yes. Now, Kawhi's impact, you know, it's kind of funny when, when he's putting up numbers like these. First of all, we're not surprised that he's able to put up 30. But second of all, it doesn't even feel like he scored 30. Like, it was a very quiet 30, right? Like, all the focus and the headlines, and we're, we've, we're already hearing it from, from the ABC broadcasts. They're, all they're talking about is the fact that Steph Curry got 47 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got 47 points, and they still lost by 14 points. So my focus is going to be on the fact that our the two leaders of this team really showed out. We saw an extremely aggressive Kyle Lowry. Like his 23 points don't even begin to speak about his impact. He had nine dimes, hit five triples. Like he was all over the court and I couldn't be happier with this win. I couldn't be happier for who stepped up. And it wasn't just a one-man show. This was an all-out team effort. Yes, sir. Jay... Uh, yo, I, I don't know where if do I get I, all your positives there, where but do I, I don't go? know where you're going to start. The man. best part is that all those numbers that you said, there's still more. There's still more, man. Jeez. It's 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 incredible. because. But the number one thing I wanted to point out is how much of a team effort this was. So what, what was the biggest narrative, at least one of the biggest narratives going into these finals? It's who can step up after Kawhi Leonard. We know that Kawhi Leonard is going to get his. And 30 points, like you said, it's kind of like a quiet... Uh, 30 points but who else could step up for after Kawhi then you got Lowry with 23 Siakman Green with 18 Fred with eight and a few extremely timely threes served with six blocks six blocks like it's it's crazy how many you could point to whoever was even off the bench uh what the other starters outside of Kawhi that we won the game because of them it wasn't just Kawhi Kawhi didn't really actually have a very good first half it was until the second half where everyone else was doing um positive things and it kind of opened up spacing for Kawhi and he took advantage of it that was a beautiful part about it that was the 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 team effort that made me so happy Another thing is is how we won every single quarter. So the yes, the yes, goals, yes, you know what I mean. The Golden State Warriors that are historically one of my numbers. I forgot. <laughs> I stole that from you, man. But this, the Golden State Warriors are historically such a good three third quarter team that 
finally, finally, we got one in the books for us. And not only that, but we got every single one of them. We got every single quarter, uh, which is why we won by 14. Uh, And then I also wanted to point out the adjustment on defense. So I felt like whenever Golden State went on their mini runs uh, or whenever they got comfortable, we had a defensive counter. For example, uh, after getting a few... I guess, alley-oops at the dunker spots. The Raptors adjusted and took that away. After allowing transition plays from the Golden State Warriors, Raptors ran back on defense, you know, i.e. those huge blocks from Green and Ibaka. And no one else but Curry was allowed to get going. And even though he had 47, we kind of made him work for it every single time. Every point was he sweated for it. And those there's there's going to be so many positives coming out of this. These are just like our, our initial reactions. Each quarter, someone did something incredible. I felt like the the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter was Fred and Serge. Third quarter was Danny. Second quarter was Kyle. Like it, there were so many storylines, but it was just a team effort, and that's the po- the biggest pause I want to get out of this game is that how big of a team effort this was. Uh, defense is going to win you championships, and I feel like basketball is a team sport. <laughs> like Absolutely. as as cliche as it sounds, these are what win you games right if you trust your teammates if you allow your teammates to flourish which you can see with with everybody with all our starters this is what's going to win you game yes the golden state warriors were a little depleted yes kd isn't there clay isn't there uh boogie is clearly not 100 percent, but no one's feeling sorry for him for them and i'm glad we took advantage of that but like a point that some commentators albeit they were torontonian ones have brought up, and I think it's a fair point. This is the NBA Finals. Everybody is hobbling to some degree, and it's unfortunate that these are players that aren't playing, but they're due to return. Like Clay Thompson, I believe, is currently en route to returning for Game 4. But look at Kyle's hand. Look at Van Vliet's hand. Look at Kawhi's leg. Look at Siakam's leg. Look at Danny Green. I don't know what's wrong with Gasol, but I'm sure he's got something. Uh, You know, like everybody has some sort of a degree to varying lengths that they've had to overcome, and they're just battered and bruised. And Leo Rodins was bringing up Kyle Lowry has messed up his hands so much, he's probably going to need like extensive surgery afterwards Mm -hmm. because it's like he's fighting through it to the point that it's like, like it's going to grow funny. Like it's at this point, he's doing more damage, but he's, he's fighting through it and it's tough. It's a very tough position to be in, but I think that's something that all of these players know, like Clay Thompson trying to fight to get back in Mm -hmm. or Durant trying to fight to get back in. These are, this is understandable. These aren't freak things that are happening. These aren't against the norm. This is the norm. You're in the finals. You've been giving it your all for like two months straight almost like this is exhausting at this point whether you're closing out a season or fighting through the playoffs to get here it's it's full throttle i bring this up because uh i feel like i don't have a hell of a lot to say that's negative but a couple of things to tidy up so uh <laughs> luckily this was a great game uh as you pointed out uh jason we won each quarter that's why we got the lead that we did but we didn't win each quarter by a hell of a lot but it was enough that it just worked this is why, and I don't mean to harp on any other teams, but James Harden or Russell Westbrook with OKC and the Rockets, th- this just isn't going to work out because Kawhi Leonard can delegate it to other teams. You can't just be a one-man show. It mm-hmm. might seem like that's what 
what Stephen Curry is, but he's also not because look at how deep this bench is. Look at how far the rest of Golden State can go. You can score 50 points average throughout a season, but it doesn't mean anything in the playoffs because so much of it is I'm the one man show. I'm being triple teamed right now. Oh, Van Vliet, I can trust you. Danny Green, I feel like you're finally going to get it, and you did. You, It's being able to actually make up when your big man goes down, whether it's Kevin Durant or whoever, when you're exhausted, when you're being triple teamed. It's that depth, and it's that hustle that everybody has. And hustle actually is one of the things I will bring up. Our hustle is excellent, but we have to out-hustle the Warriors at all costs because that's when they sneak back in. We have to because guess what? The the Warriors are like if Russell Westbrook was a team. It's not going to bed. Like, mm-hmm. it's always, always active. Yeah. And uh, secondly, they're always thinking. Golden State's always – because last, last time I brought up the fact that they were sloppy. That's because they clean up easily. They clean up easily because their brains are always switched on. They're always – thinking five moves ahead and one of those for instance is how they encourage fouls we got to do the same thing when they're reaching in to to grab those steals that they were doing in the fourth when they were going on their um their scary run we have to try and encourage at it to, to turn it to a foul as opposed to them getting a, a successful turnover because guess what they're not going to miss whether they're running all the way down on a breakaway or we clog up the paint. I guess what? They get a three. It's the, it's the Warriors. They could shoot from downtown if they like. We have to try to encourage at it to a foul. The, the same way that they were doing with us. Yeah, I think the thing is about how the Warriors play is that they want you to play a frantic pace because they yes. if if as as much as we think that the Warriors are playing so frantically, they're actually playing under control. We're playing exactly yeah. how they want us to play. So the fact that the Raptors can match that to an extent, but also know when to slow it down, that's the recipe for how we're going to beat this team absolutely because there's a there's a lot of times where uh i feel like those turnovers that you mentioned um i mean you you can argue that some of them were missed calls but even even still you see these raptors not arguing with any of these fouls anymore because you know that this isn't going to be uh this is going this isn't going to be won by the referees this is going to be won by hustle by heart and by sweat and tears and blood and trying to as hard as they can to get that basketball back so whenever the Warriors were on transition and going up for or trying to get those layups you see Danny Green rushing back you see Kyle Lowry rushing back you see Ibaka running his ass off and that's the type of mentality that we have to go moving forward in order to get the rest of these wins you know that the more we uh, the more we delay this championship, the healthier the Warriors are going to be. Uh-huh. Right now, everyone is banged up uh, on the Raptors squad, but quote unquote, we are healthier than them. We can't let them, you know, get in their Dragon Ball Z chamber and and be healthy for the next game. But they well, won't be a hundred percent. Yeah, and, and, it's, that's true. And but the thing is, like, we still haven't seen OG Anunoby. Right? He is. That's true. He is active. He will be coming back. I believe he will be. If anything, he's been ready. I guess readier to play than than Clay or KD. So, and and I don't know about you guys, but I don't remember seeing Iguodala for the entirety of the second half. He probably was there. I think. I I don't know what's up with him, and I haven't seen any reports, so I yeah. just assume it was a matchup thing. 
He uh, was trying to get more threes, but they they just weren't landing. He was definitely there, though. I was keeping an eye on him. I feel like All there's right. there's been a lot of uh, closed mouths when it comes to people's injuries. Um, for example, yeah. like you know, we didn't know about uh, Clay's injury or I guess update or game time decision until literally like. 30 minutes before tip off. Um, but for, for OG, I I feel like that could be just like, um, a young kid not being able to get into the finals yet because these are the finals. And I I don't blame nurse for not putting him in there. I, I mean, he can use that as maybe an extra body, but I don't see him playing any, any, you know, significant minutes. Not like if KD came back, you know what I I would have done if I was nurse. So like if we had, if Kerr, I'm going to sound a bit like a contrarian. I honestly think Kerr kind of tossed in the towel a little early. Same, uh, same. Yeah, yeah, You yeah, never yeah. know. I feel like his mentality was there's a game four. We could take this next time. They don't see this as, oh, shoot, we're down 2-1. Having said all of that, though, if Kerr's going to be putting on his, his bench warmers or whatever and we were doing the same, I feel like that would have been an interesting time to at least put on OG. So he at least gets a feel of the vibe, like, the, like to see the floor yeah. and, like, you know, like – it's barely anything. This isn't think, the competition he's going to be facing, but it's something. Yeah, but I think that this kind of worked out for both teams, right? I mean, he got a chance to afford uh, Clay and Katie some additional rest. Right, to to both of your point, right? Like, maybe he he didn't see this. This is more of a must-win for the Raptors, right? Like, they had to win this to take advantage of Clay's absence. Um, yeah. But with, with Golden State, they can totally come back with uh, semi-healthy Clay and, and win game four. And they'll be all happy that they've tied up the series, whereas the Raptors, they re- have regained home court advantage. The way I see game four playing out is because the Raptors have gotten what they've needed, which is at least getting one in Golden State and regaining home court, I think that is when we'll see OG. Because trying to get someone back from that long of a layoff in a must-win game, probably not ideal. But in a game when you can kind of afford to lose... That's a little bit of a better situation. So I'm thinking if anything, we'll see OG in game four. Who knows how many minutes. Um, and if we don't, then I'm thinking, then don't bother at all. Because after that, games five till seven, if necessary, are all going to be must win. So yeah, that's we don't all, see him in game in. four. Yeah, we're not seeing him for the rest of the series. And, and, and Dre, I don't know if I cut you off. Were, were you done with the uh, areas of concern? Because I, I want to mention one. Oh, I, I just I have an uh one last one which I don't think it's gonna be yours. Uh I don't I don't know why I'm guessing that, but uh I'm I'm hoping that at least. Um one that we did a relatively good job on, but something that we still have to keep doing, trying not to let the Warriors get hot from three. It was nice to see when Cook was missing a couple. Um it was not nice to see Curry hit uh getting on fire at at first. I guess at the point where you can only do this so much, it's the Warriors always gonna find the open man, it's hard. But the game was definitely running more in our favor when they were trying to drill it down in the paint and try to go toe-to-toe against us. And when it's that game, when it's small ball, they're not going to win, as was evident by uh, Bafuzi getting, like, 30 blocks in two mm-hmm. seconds. It was like watching Biombo against LeBron James again. It was, like, the crazy – it was, like, really good. Uh, so, you know, you can only do so much when it's behind the arc, especially when Clay's going to be coming back. But – you know, just in the same way that they were pressurizing shots with the Bucks, Orlando, and Philly. Yeah, this is the Warriors. They're not those teams. It's definitely a better team. But it's, again, they're like little bite-sized versions of the Warriors. Keep encouraging that. And I feel like 
look, if we faced other teams, like if I think if we faced Brooklyn or if we faced Detroit, I don't even know if we'd have as much experience as we would need right now because we definitely picked teams that are mold, like they follow the mold of the Warriors hmm. so much so that we, uh, I think you brought it up, Jason. We had an answer for a lot of things that they were doing. Like they were doing the alley-oop thing for a little bit. Then we had to, we had to get them to stop and we figured out how to. And yeah. You know, just a little bit more of that. You can only do so much with the perimeter, but just keep trying because uh, yeah. it looks good when we out three them. Jay, before you get into your point, I just want to say one yeah. positive yeah. thing, though, is is how much you, I can tell that Golden State gets on runs and they do it via emotion. A lot of their mm-hmm. points and runs and good plays run because of uh, the emotion that they get from the crowd and by their players like Draymond Green. But for us, it's more like as much as long as we keep our composure, we can kind of swing the momentum whenever we feel like it. Uh, so I, I felt like whenever Golden State wanted to get on a run and then, you know, they, they got a, a foul, which arguably could have been a bad foul call. But regardless, it was a foul call. And then everyone just went like, oh, you stole our momentum. But the thing about that is if you always... Uh, rely on whenever you know you have an emotional a momentous run uh, you can only rely on that so much whereas in like for us we kind of compose ourselves we relax we are always easing keel and, and I, I feel like that type of experience helps us win these uh, games and win these scenarios and hopefully win the next two games well, in, in that same light um, and, and you, you guys are both already kind of you're almost saying what I was about to say um, you know, Jay, what you're saying in terms of like momentum killers and Andre, what you're saying about trying to limit those threes, the solution to both of those, which I didn't see enough of was Fred Van Vliet, uh, sticking to Curry all game long. Yes. Um, I mentioned all this right. in the, in the last pod that I'm, I'm not sure if I mentioned last pod, but I at least tweeted out that, um, you know, what, what swung the Milwaukee series was, was putting, was tethering Kawhi to Giannis. What swung the Philly series? Exactly, exactly. That's exactly how the Philly series swung as well. I thought that to swing this series back in our favor is to just tether Fred VanVleet to Curry, and yeah. start Fred VanVleet. I mean, Danny Green's amazing, but we need a Curry stopper, and Fred VanVleet is that. I mean, Kirk uh, Goldsberry uh, tweeted out an amazing stat about how Fred VanVleet is the number one Curry stopper in the entire league. Limiting him to something like, uh, I mean, and he's, in terms of points per possession, um, no one in the league has done a better job of shutting down Curry than Fred Van Vliet. And we saw that throughout games one and two. So I thought, okay, since Curry's basically their entire offense, we'll just see Fred Van Vliet on him all day. And we didn't. And look what happened. 47 points, I believe. Uh, Van Vliet was on him for a, a couple of plays, not nearly enough. Um, so I think that's an area that we can totally fix. That's totally under our control. And um, yeah, I think that that's something that nurses got to keep an eye out on, especially if, if play and or KD return in game four. Yeah. It's going to be crazier yeah, I, with, uh, with those pieces. You, you don't want Steph going off because today you can kind of excuse it as he was trying to save the game single-handedly. That's why he went off, but he just couldn't do it. With those other two people, it's not like Embiid, or it's not like Antetokounmpo, where it's like, oh crap, if this guy's out, the rest of the team crumbles. No, if KD's back, that doesn't matter at that point. Like, it's still a very insane 
team. So you want to limit as many threats as possible, especially when they keep coming. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I mean, it sounds like we have a lot of points that we we could clean up, I guess. But at the end of the day, we won game three in Oracle. That is something monumental for this team for this franchise and i can't believe that we are two games away one more game ahead of the golden state warriors for that larry o'brien trophy but i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna you know predict too much i'm not gonna get too high but i want to enjoy this win so let's enjoy this win with our raptors fans and i'll see you back on friday boys but until then that's a wrap